Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Remember just a couple years ago when Black Lives Matter started demanding that we defund the police and then people actually started doing it. Elected officials started jumping on the bandwagon saying that we need to have bail reform and prison reform and prosecution reform. And then we decided we'll just start abolishing police departments. So what happened because of that in cities where they started defunding the police? We know exactly what happened. Anarchy has broken out. Now, Nancy Pelosi, who has supported Black Lives Matter, who has supported defunding the police initiatives, even in her home city, they've got real problems right now. How bad is it? Even Nancy Pelosi has now admitted for the first time that there is an attitude of lawlessness in our country. Fact is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where you, you I'm sorry you don't know where you you don't know where this is coming from really you have no idea no clue where this is coming from at all well let me just remind you of where it's coming from it's coming from you it's coming from people like you who have been saying over and over and over and over again that you are totally okay with lawlessness because you want to defund the police you've demonized the police you you've You've turned them into the worst people in the world. You've told the society that you're not supposed to respect police. You've indoctrinated in children that the police are somehow the bad guys. And now you want to say that there's an attitude of lawlessness in this country, which we agree on. There's bipartisan support for that. But the exact same time, you want to say you don't know where it came from? Fact is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. Maybe you do. I, I, I do know, Nancy. It came from you. Let's go to San Francisco real, real quick and just talk about how bad things are in San Francisco. In the robbery-infested areas of San Francisco, that's Nancy Pelosi's hometown, as well as Oakland, California. Some residents are so fearful now of having their cars broken into in broad daylight or at night, doesn't even matter, that they're deliberately leaving their car trunks open so the robbers won't shatter their windows. Quote, we see the aftermath of car break-ins all too often. Windows smashed, glasses shattered. But now some people said they're just so fed up with the lawlessness that they're purposely leaving their trunks open, their car windows rolled down, and the cars unlocked, hoping that that will at least spare them the hefty bill to get it fixed. People have been posting signs on their cars begging, quote, please use the door or please do not break glass. Nothing inside you can check. 
One witness seeing a trunk left wide open posts on social media. Imagine having to clean out your car and leaving it open in public just to peep, just so people won't break your windows. San Francisco, we looking sad, man. Move over to Oakland. Oakland's deputy interim police chief apprised that people were leaving their trunks open admitted it doesn't really surprise me. Former deputy San Francisco police chief Garrett Tom, who spent nearly 40 years in the police force, said he had never seen anything like it, what they're seeing right now. Commenting that leaving trunks, trunks open was an invitation or disaster, adding they could steal your batteries or go into your glove compartment, find out where you live. If they leave their trunk open, some cars, depending on what kind of car you have, you still can get inside the interior. San Francisco Police Department, since they went defund the police, has now reported that in 2021, they have seen a 32% increase in car break-ins, a 25% increase in auto burglaries compared to 2020. In Oakland, 2021 has seen a 27% increase in both categories over last year. ABC7 put it this way on TV. We see the aftermath of car break-ins all too often. Windows smashed, glass shattered. But now some people are getting so fed up, they're leaving their trunks open, hoping that'll at least spare them the hefty bill to get it fixed. Call it the price of parking in the Bay Area, bracing for a break-in. Everything is broken. People here at least try to be persuasive, writing, please use the door or just flat out beg. Please don't break the glass. Nothing inside. Yet it still happens. Sadly, even while you're driving, just waiting for the light to turn green. This smash and grab happened two weeks ago in Japantown. But now it's come to this. Trunks left open in broad daylight in Oakland. A witness writing, imagine having to clean out your car and leaving it open just so people won't break your windows. It, it doesn't really surprise me. Oakland's Deputy Interim Police Chief Drennan Lindsay says it's the first she's heard of it, but it's happening in San Francisco, too. Wow, we're in different times. That's uh, I, I, it's unbelievable. Former S- By the way, we're in different times. It's unbelievable. That's what this former Deputy Chief said, Garrett Tom. It's unbelievable we're in different times. So what are the different times? What changed? You got rid of the police. When you get rid of the police, total anarchy breaks out. Now, Pelosi says she has no idea where America's increase in crime is coming from. That's right. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she doesn't know where the increase of lawlessness in American citizens is coming. And she said at this Wednesday press conference, Pelosi was asked about Democratic San Francisco Mayor Breed calling defunding the police bull blank and launching an emergency police intervention targeting San Francisco's massive rising crime and drug problem issues and rates. It's absolutely outrageous. Obviously, it cannot continue, Pelosi responded. Cannot continue? Really? It is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. Maybe you do. Then she says, quote, we cannot have that lawlessness become the norm. Well, it is now because you guys have defined the police. You've demonized the police. You've allowed the police to be attacked. You won't let the police do their jobs. And then the prosecutors that are all liberal and woke, even when you catch people doing flash mob robberies, you let them all go. You've done bail reform where you can commit heinous crimes and immediately get out of jail. 
And these people have. They've coordinated with each other, she went on to say, and they plan traffic patterns and the rest so that they can reach their goal and depart very quickly, she added. So she understands it, folks. And some of it is, again, high-level stores, as the retailers have told us, and some of it is your local Walgreens, but none of it is acceptable. And again, it has to be stopped, Pelosi said. Well, then why don't you stop it? Quote, this isn't like somebody stealing something to go home because they don't have money to buy. Oh, so now we're saying it's okay to rob people and to steal things if you don't have the money to buy things. She says this is about stealing for profit. So let me get this straight. The Pelosi, the, the Speaker of the House, third in command of the United States government, has just said that if you need something, it's totally okay to rob. But if you're doing it for profit, that's unacceptable. Man, that's going to be a great message that is clearly going to resonate with a lot of people. That is going to have a significant impact on stopping crime in San Francisco, where you got to leave your trunk open, hoping that people won't smash out the glass of your car. Number three in command. Pelosi also mentioned an upcoming bill on cracking down on thefts and online sales, because that's what everybody's really caring about right now. About 24 thieves were able to steal up to $39,000 of goods from CVS during fall of 2020 in Northern California. She says within the bill, the Energy and Commerce Committee has something called INFORM, legislation that require those who are selling online, especially to establish their legitimacy as to where the products came from, because that would allow people to not have to steal from them and then put it online and make profits off of it. So that's your fix. Not more police, not actually prosecuting the criminals when they commit heinous crimes. No, you want to start a new online database that before I can list something for sale on eBay or Craigslist, I got to give you my identity and somehow you think that's going to fix all the problems. Sure. Okay, I got it now. Makes total sense. She says the Judicial Committee has a bill, Safe Shopping, which addresses the same problem in, in uh, of a different way in terms of holding platforms accountable and those selling things accountable for the prominence of those goods, she went on to say. Out of the question that people should be able to think that they can just steal things, profit from them, and not have any accountability, that's wrong. Now, let's go back to the statement from a moment ago. She says this is like somebody stealing something. To go, th- This isn't like somebody, I should say, stealing something to go home because they don't have money to buy it. This is about stealing for profit. So we are excusing people stealing things if you need it because you don't have the money to buy it. Now, it could be a Louis Vuitton, but as long as you take it home and you don't sell it on eBay, she understands why you're doing it. You do a flash mob to go get some new Air Jordans, for example, As long as you're going to wear them, she understands it. Just don't sell it on Craigslist because that's when she's really mad at you. Nancy Pelosi is clearly making a play for criminals to support the Democratic Party. That's what they've been doing really for the last several years. Black Lives Matter was about criminal activity. It was about making sure that criminals were not held accountable and family members of criminals for, quote, petty crimes would not be held accountable and therefore they would vote for Democrats. That's when we started defunding the police and demonizing the police. We now have a test case, folks. This is the test case, right? We now know what the test case is. We understand it, right? We comprehend it. The test case is pretty clear now, folks. We can see it. 
It's anarchy. It's total psychotic nature of people in the country. Listen to another report from ABC7 in the Burbank area just from last night. Yeah, Brandy, this shows how bad the problem is and how desperate some shoppers are getting. We're seeing this primarily up in the Bay Area. People are literally leaving the trunks of their cars open or the hatch on their SUV open. And the idea is that thieves will see there's nothing worth taking in the car and they won't be smashing windows and rummaging through vehicles. And uh, that may be one answer. But the, the downside, of course, is it also makes it really easy to steal somebody's car. Well, we're in different times. That's uh, I, I, it's unbelievable. I mean, if they leave their trunk open, uh, you know, some cars, depending on what kind of car you have, you still can get inside to the interior. Yeah, a lot of newer cars, those back seats fold down into the trunk. It's real easy to go through the trunk into the vehicle and then steal the car. So that's a real concern for these people who are taking this action. But again, it illustrates how bad the crime problem is and how desperate people are becoming. How desperate people are becoming. Here's my question for Nancy Pelosi and for all these other morons, right? My, my question for you is, why aren't you prosecuting these people? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. San Francisco mayor had to come out because people are now saying maybe we need to recall London Breed. And she said this in response to the out-of-control crime in every category. It's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement. Now, this is the same woman that was in favor of defunding the police. It's the same woman that stood with Black Lives Matter. This is the same woman that allowed for anarchy in her city to reign for the last several years. Only because the political winds of even the woke, homeless, crazy, socialist, tyrant lefts in San Francisco have said they've had enough of this crap. Is she now coming out saying, I'm going to be tough on crime? Really? more aggressive with the changes in our policies. What? You're going to actually, like, I don't know, stop criminals and charge them with crimes and not have bail reform where as soon as you catch them, you don't even let them stay in jail for eight hours or eight minutes? And less tolerant of all the that has destroyed our city. Oh, she's mad now, folks. We are going to be less tolerant. Yeah, I'm getting angry now. I've been in favor of defund the police. I've been in favor of you know bail reform but now i now i'm gonna i'm gonna cuss on tv to show you i ain't playing of all the that has destroyed our city yeah yeah well you helped destroy it ma'am 
you and Nancy Pelosi, y'all are all friends now. Yeah, I'm tired of this. You know, I love it when politicians drop drop curse words because you know it's like total fabrication when they do it. Of all the that has destroyed our city. Yeah, you're the one that created the, that destroyed your city. That's on you, ma'am. That, that's, that's straight up on you. Peter Ducey <laughs> uh, used the Fox News Christmas tree being burned to the ground to show how much hypocrisy there is from the left. Now, remember, they caught the guy that caught the Christmas tree on fire. And the White House has now been pressed on the nationwide spike in violent crime and crime. And they use examples like, hey, we got this guy that burned down our Christmas tree and this guy immediately got out of jail. This guy has committed like he's got, you know, 30 pages rap sheet of all this crap he's done illegal and they catch him. And this is a guy that has threatened to do it to the NBC Christmas tree. And you guys didn't even keep him in jail because of your woke reform on bail. At the most. But I guess what good does it do if you're going to give police departments extra money if they arrest bad guys and they bring them to jail and then they're not prosecuted? They're just right back out on the streets. I, I think, Peter, what our focus is on. Remember, this is all part of the woke bail reform, right? It was racist to lock people up. It was unfair and unjust to African-Americans and minorities that they could couldn't afford to get out of jail when they committed heinous crimes. So therefore, we decided or the left decided we got to have, quote, bail reform because it was racist to have a dollar amount connected with somebody in jail and then keeping them in jail. They said, you can't do that. So they decided that part of the Black Lives Matter was bail reform. And all these woke, you know, prosecutors like, all right, we're going to let people out of jail automatically. The police will catch them committing heinous crimes, burning down Christmas trees. And we'll immediately let them back on the streets because it's unfair to hold them because they don't have any money. Assuming that minorities, and by the way, how racist is that? You're, you're literally saying, hey, we know that black people and we know that African, Asian people and we know that Hispanic people, they don't have any money. That's what you're saying. They don't have cash. They can't get out of prison as easily as some white cracker out there. Right. They can't get out of out of prison. It's not fair. Oh, you white people got cash. How racist is that? Really? You're literally saying that black people don't have money. How racist is that? And so they said we got to have bail reform. We got to make it where those that need to get out of prison can get out of prison based on the color of their skin. So they will not have to pay. Cool. Works for me, I guess. Right. This is this is this is what woke sounds like. In real life, listen to her response. And is making sure that uh, the local uh, leaders, the police officers and departments who know what they need for these communities have the assistance and the funding they need. And that's what we're working around the clock on. So the final one would be just in the last week, uh, we saw a New York Post item about a pickpocket with more than 30 arrests back out on the street. Uh, we've seen an arsonist burn down a half a million dollar Christmas tree in New York City back out on the streets. Does the president think that that's good governing? Again, I think I've spoken to the president's concerns about retail theft. If you have specific and, and the actions we've taken for specific cases, I would point you to the local police departments or the Department of Justice. Go ahead, Kelly. On the mansion. I love it, right? We're not going to answer this question. That's what we're going to we're going to kick it back to the local people. 
We'll just, you know, we'll just kick it back to the local people. And Jen Psaki refuses to call out Dems who are soft on crime and their policies that have led to a rise in violent crime because they were all in favor of this. Do you think it's possible that big cities are dealing with these smash and grab robberies right now, an increase in criminal activity because some prosecutors are too soft on crime? Uh, I would say we have seen, I'm not going to attribute the reasoning from here. What I will tell you is we have seen an increase in crime over the course of the pandemic. There are a range of reasons for that. Um, and what we're our focus is on is what we can do to address it. There it is. Yeah, we're not going to condemn it. We're, we're not going to say, yes, soft on crime is a bad policy. <laughs> we're not going to throw our side under the bus for doing what you just described. Here's another local news report, Fox 9, far away from San Francisco. This is in Minneapolis where they defunded the police and then they said, all right, screw it. We're going to give Bunny back the police because we can't keep living like this. It's like a third world country. A nearby doorbell camera captured the desperate cries. Tearing through what was a quiet afternoon near Lake Nokomis. The story behind those screams is even more terrifying. These are stories you hear about happening to other people. Erin Karnowski was getting ready to take her four-year-old daughter to dance class last Thursday after running some errands. She walked out to her car and saw two men rummaging through it and a woman in a second vehicle watching. One of them came behind me, put me in a headlock, pulled me to my feet. Um, there was a gun pointed at my head the whole time. With hoods up and masks on, the two men led Erin back into her home. When we walked in, um, my daughter was standing right there. So she did see me um, in a headlock with a gun with two very scary bad guys. The entire ordeal was over in about two minutes. Her car, phone, and wallet all stolen. But the real price of this crime cost Erin, her husband Kaylin, and their two daughters much more than any physical possession. I have to take a leave from work to, to heal, to process this. That can't be replaced, right? I mean, that's the hard part. Our life has flipped upside down because of this. The family doesn't want to leave the place they've called home for 14 years. They want accountability on all levels, from these perpetrators, from the city, and from the legal system taking crimes like this seriously. Whether it's manpower or just um, the justice system taking a higher priority with these, something needs to change with, I, they continue to get more brazen, more violent, and it's only a matter of time before somebody gets seriously injured or killed. Yeah, welcome to what happens when you guys defund the police. Did you think it wasn't gonna happen? Did you, I mean, I mean, really, did you think this wasn't going to happen? And let's, let's move away from Minneapolis. Let's, let's, let's move away from there and go to Chicago. Chicago bus drivers now can't even do their jobs. Bus drivers are now demanding more protection. Police actually be on the buses because they're being assaulted on such a regular basis. Now, Chicago is a place where crime is out of control. They're the murder capital of the country. Uh, you get not just 10 or 12 people shot there on the weekends. It's usually 40 or 50 or 60 people shot there on the weekends. 
They are also a defund the police city. They are a bail reform city. They are a prison reform city. The DAs there are refusing to prosecute people that are committing crimes there like these flash mob robberies. So the police are catching them. They're bringing them in to get them booked and they're dropping all the charges, letting them go home. Well, if that happens, why not start beating up some bus drivers? Take a listen to the local Fox 32 News there. Yeah, the union that represents Chicago CTA bus drivers said they're tired of taking a beating while simply trying to do their jobs. And now they're, if you will, ready to fight back. Uh, The Amalgamated Transit Union is working with about five private security companies to provide the protection they say they aren't getting from police or CTA security. They say there have been more than 300 incidents of bus drivers being assaulted or injured this year alone. So starting tonight, the security guards will be posted at a handful of hotspot routes where drivers have recently been attacked, like here at the corner of Washington and Michigan. And they'll check that everything's okay as the buses pull up. Last weekend, a veteran bus driver was badly beaten by some teens who joined a large flash mob at Millennium Park. And today, his wife spoke at a news conference with transit union officials saying her husband was just trying to do his job. There has to be a stand on protecting these bus drivers in a way that you have no idea. I just hope this never happens to anybody else. Enough is enough. We're fed up. We're tired. All we want to do is provide for our family, not take trips to the emergency room. Not take trips to the emergency room, that bus driver just said. You look at what's happened under Joe Biden. Crime is up. Gas prices are up. Illegal crossings are up. And you've got a president of the United States of America that's still talking about Donald Trump. We got mayors who defunded the police and advocated for all of these reforms who are now furious. And the reason why they are furious is because the San Francisco mayor is now saying, just kidding, I didn't implement any of that. No, no, no. Instead, I want you to know I'm mad as hell and I've had enough. It's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement more aggressive with the changes in our policies and less tolerant of all the that has destroyed our city. Yeah, yeah, let's drop some bombs there. That'll tell all these criminals I'm serious. You think it's just Chicago or New York or San Francisco where this is spread? No, this is part of the democratic socialist culture. CBS 3 in Philadelphia. This is what they're dealing with. As the city's gun violence crisis continues, members of the community called on the killing to stop. Eyewitness News anchor Natasha Brown is in the CBS3 News Center with more. Natasha? Well, Jessica, students and community groups all stood in silence today at City Hall, hoping their signs and pictures of young victims speak volumes. These are just some of the faces behind the staggering statistics of gun violence in Philadelphia. The young people who make up the historic level of murders so far this year. Makai was killed coming from work 
at Burger King. We have lost many family members. Veronica Joyner is founder of Mathematics, Civics, and Sciences Charter School in Philadelphia, and she's felt the deep loss of current and former students whose lives were cut short by gun violence. She's surrounded by some of her students and community organizations in a Silence Against Violence demonstration outside of City Hall. Uh, we decided to do this because there's too many murders in our city. 524 is too many. One is too many. The group is calling on city officials to do more to crack down on guns and crime using the voices of young students personally impacted. I knew two young people. One was a cousin, another one was a friend. It's crazy how close gun violence can actually hit and it doesn't really affect you until, until it hits home. I personally have had multiple friends shot, walking home from practice, walking to the store, just doing being a kid basically. The silent protest spoke louder than words. Young people living in fear scarred by the gun violence that surrounds them. How many more children have to die before someone actually steps up and do, does something? Philadelphia was once known as the city of brotherly love. We're now known as Philadelphia, the city of brotherly violence and hate. Philadelphia. That's what people are saying. By the way, that's a city that also said we are going to defund the police. Now, Jen Psaki again at the White House because they don't know how to play this politically. Refusing to call out Democrats' soft on crime policies have led to the rise in violent crime in liberal cities. They just don't know what to do because they're like, well, hold on a second. We were on, if, we, if we come out and we condemn this, then are we, are we condemning Black Lives Matter? Right? Are we, are we condemning these liberal policies? We don't know what to do, so we can't condemn it yet until they tell us what we need to do. Do you think it's possible that big cities are dealing with these smash-and-grab robberies right now, an increase in criminal activity because some prosecutors are too soft on crime? Uh, I would say we have seen, I'm not going to attribute the reasoning from here. What I will tell you is we have seen an increase in crime over the course of the pandemic. There are a range of reasons for that. Um, and what we're our focus is on is what we can do to address it. <laughs> oh, OK. So you want to address it because we already know what the problem is. These prosecutors are not doing their job. You know, I'll go back to what Jen Psaki said this week about Jesse Smollett and when he was convicted, said lying to the police, particularly about something as hands as a hate crime is something that we're, we condemn. It was only after he was convicted that they say that. These are the same people that put out statements defending Jesse Smollett without even looking at any of the facts. Okay, that's that's the reality of the situation. Bernard Carrick was on Tucker's show the other night. He was asked about violent crime in America. America's crime wave is hitting everywhere. Hit their Christmas tree, which I think is significant. It's a half million dollar Christmas tree. And this is what he had to say about all these Democrats that are refusing to condemn the violence. And now Nancy Pelosi like, we got to get it under control. I'm mad as hell. You guys created this. You're the ones that did it. You're the ones that said defund the police, stop hiring police, bail reform, prison reform. Everything's racist. And anybody that's a minority that's caught committing a crime, let them go. Bernie Carrick is the former police commissioner of the city of New York. He joins us tonight. Bernie Carrick, thanks so much for coming on. Now, hate crimes seem to be the primary category of crimes. I'm not, I'm not clear on what a hate crime is or why it's different from a normal crime. I think the whole category is scary and political. But since it is the dominant category of crime, why is burning Christmas trees not a hate crime, according to the DOJ? 
Well, it should be, not only to the DOJ, it should be to the city of New York, to the state of New York. You know, the problem I think we have, uh, Tucker, is over the last several years, you have governors like uh, Andrew Cuomo that instituted these laws like bail reform laws that, for example, right now in New York City, 83% of the people arrested on gun charges are immediately released and sent back in to the community. You have prosecutors who don't want to prosecute. They're more focused on targeting police than they are targeting the bad guys in the streets or dealing with things like this. And then you have mayors, these radical left-wing mayors, that basically allow this homeless issue. And, and a lot of it's not homeless. It's mentally ill. It's people that don't belong in the streets. They should be in clinics. They should be in hospitals. They should not be allowed to stay out on the streets the way they are. And you have a federal government uh, like the president and his administration that sits around in Washington, D.C. in a big circle jerk wanting to know why crime, why violent crime is going up and murders going up and uh, not doing anything about it. I got to ask you, I mean, I keep hearing that I should not be allowed to protect my family with a firearm because gun crime and I can't be trusted with a gun. These same people who want to take my guns away are releasing gun criminals over 80 percent in New York. What's the thinking there? There is no thinking there. This, this, is, uh, this is the radical left-wing part, the Democratic Party, attacking the Second Amendment, doing everything in their power to take law-abiding citizens' weapons away from them, and basically letting all these criminals out in the streets. You have increases in violent crime, increases in murder. You know, there, it, it, this stuff can be fixed. It's easy. Yeah, we right. did it. New York City did it. Giuliani yeah. did it. 65% reduction in, in violent crime, a 70% reduction in murder, an 80% reduction in murder in the black communities where the violent crime is the highest. Don't tell me it can't be done. I did it. But the bottom line is you need real leadership that's not going to be afraid to call it what it is. And this stuff you're talking about right now is exactly what the problem is. They're afraid to even call it what it is. It seems like it's about... One-tenth of one percent of the population of New York is in favor of having drug addicts living on the sidewalk. Everyone else hates it, but that tiny percentage of people make all the decisions. How is that democracy? It's not democracy, and, and I think we saw that in the last set of elections. Um, you know, the bottom line is people have to get vocal. People have to stand up. Stop sitting back and in, in, in being cowered into a position where you're afraid to talk. Because if you sit back and you're afraid to talk and you're not calling it out, then nobody's going to do anything about it. And, exactly. and I refer back to the 90s. Look, New York City had a crime wave. Nobody wanted to do anything about it until it was ready to implode. And when it was ready to implode, then everybody said, oh, now we have to fix it. Well, I, yeah. I think this whole country is coming to that point right now. I think that's right. We need I couldn't agree with him more, by the way. But Nancy Pelosi walking out there grandstanding the way that she's grandstanding? Give me a break. Out there saying, I'm mad about this and with this is unacceptable behavior. You guys created the behavior. You supported the behavior. You advocated for the behavior. Don't let them rewrite history on this one. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And while all these rules and all these regulations are being put on you and all the, your rights and liberties and freedoms are being taken away from you, let me remind you what is happening right now under the Biden administration with another group of people. Former CBP commissioner Mark Morgan came out and decided to blow the whistle. Decided to blow the whistle. Now, while all this is happening... A whistleblower has come forward. A former CBP commissioner, Mark Morgan, has decided to whistleblow about the two sets of rules in this country when it comes to COVID. The whistleblower has now said that Joe Biden has let 600,000 illegal immigrants enter this country without testing or a vaccine mandate, which he is mandating on all of you that go to work, which will now be going to the Supreme Court. Mark Morgan is the former acting commissioner of Customs and Border Protection. He came out and decided it was time to whistleblow on the Biden administration, exempting migrants crossing the southern border from coronavirus testing and vaccine mandates while imposing such decrees on all American citizens. Quote, President Joe Biden has repeatedly framed acceptance of COVID-19 vaccination as a patriotic action most recently linking vaccines with patriotism and getting vaccinated as a patriotic duty. That is when Morgan had had enough. Morgan said Joe Biden, or excuse me, Morgan said, Biden said that it's unpatriotic for you not to get a vaccine. Meanwhile, it's the president's policies that have incentivized 2 million apprehensions during his first 11 and a half months of office. Another number that's very important, 600,000 got away. That's 600,000 legal aliens that broken into our country and invaded. And why? Because 60 to 70% of our Border Patrol resources are pulled off the front line, pulled off the national security mission to protect 2 million migrants. Morgan said none of the migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border since Biden's Inauguration have been screened as to their vaccination status or tested for COVID-19. Three million migrants in 12 months. That's the number that have tried to illegally enter our country, he stated. And guess what? Guess how many are being tested? And guess how many are being mandated to be vaccinated? Zero. So the three million that have attempted, the 600,000 that have been successful, the other six, 700,000 that this administration has allowed in have allowed them to illegally enter, they're not testing them. Nor is there any vaccine mandate for those individuals. 
and they're being flown to every town, city, and state in the country. On what planet does that make sense? Mark Morgan went on to say in this conversation, the president gets out and talks about the variant and how it's our patriotic duty to get vaccinated while he knows that he's allowing tens of thousands every single week into this country unvaccinated, and we know that a minimum of 25% of illegal aliens crossing our border have active COVID. Hold on a second. Let me read you that last sentence. We know that a minimum of 25% of the illegal aliens crossing our border have active COVID. Now, he said they're flying these people in and around the country into cities. That is true. It is happening. And this president of the United States of America talked about it being our patriotic duty, our patriotic duty to get vaccinated. Now, I've been asking this question for quite some time about China. When the hell are we going to get angry? When the hell are we going to start demanding answers? And when is the world going to start holding them accountable for what they have done to this world by allowing this to get out of that lab in Wuhan? Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States of America, was actually asked about that this weekend. And this is what Kamala Harris had to say when she was asked about, hey, people are tired. Their lives have been changed. 800 plus thousand Americans have died from COVID. When are you guys going to actually start saying, hey, we demand answers from China? Her response? It, it is no one's fault that, that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. I would not blame it on anyone in that way. Wow. Way to go for the Chinese Communist Party. It's almost like they own her or something. It, it is no one's fault that, that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. I would not blame it on anyone in that way. I wouldn't blame it on anyone that way. Really? That's how you're going to play this now? ABC's Jonathan Carl understanding the politics of this, calling it the COVID Christmas. He even put it this way on TV. This is a liberal saying this, not a conservative. Dear, COVID couldn't stop Christmas, but here we are again. Yet another holiday season overshadowed by the pandemic that just won't go away. This time, with the fear, things may actually be getting worse. Omicron is sweeping the country, becoming the dominant COVID strain in just a matter of days, smashing hopes for a return to normal anytime soon. President Biden came into office vowing to get the pandemic under control. Now he is outlining yet another strategy, this time to combat Omicron. I love it, right? He promised he was going to get it under control. Wait, you mean Joe Biden and the Democrats lied to you? Yes. You mean that Joe Biden and the Democrats flat out lied to you? And now they're telling you, oh, we're going to ramp up testing, right? That's their new thing. They're going to, we're going to spit, we're going to send you in the mail a COVID test. What's that going to do? And then let's go back to your rights. I'm telling you, it's coming. You better be ready for it. If you got anybody that you want to go see, you better hurry up and get on a plane and go see them fast because the mandate for domestic travel is going to happen. Now, if you're an illegal immigrant crossing the border illegally and they're flying you in the middle of the night to different cities and states around the country, no COVID-19 vaccine needed. But if you're an American citizen and you want to get on a plane and you want to fly from point A to point B, In this country, they are going to have a vax mandate. It's going to come very soon. They're already conditioning the American people for it. Listen to this. Let me ask you about something else uh, from from the president's interview with with David. Uh, David asked 
uh, about uh, the vaccine, the lack of a vaccine requirement for air travel. There is no vaccine requirement for domestic air travel in the United States. Um, and, and when the president was asked, should there be one, he said that his team has, has said it's not necessary uh, at this point. Do, do you agree with that, 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 that there shouldn't be a vaccine requirement for domestic air travel? Well, it depends on what you want to use it for. I mean, vaccine requirements for people coming in from other countries is to prevent newly infected people from getting into the country. Okay, if that's true, and this is Dr. Fauci, the dictator and tyrant of America right now, he has more power than Joe Biden does. If what he is just saying is true about the reason why we have vaccine mandates too coming in from out of the country, then let's go back to the former... Customs and Border Patrol Acting Commissioner Mark Morgan and what he said. He said President Joe Biden has repeatedly framed acceptance of COVID-19 vaccination as a patriotic action and most recently linking the vaccines to patriotism and getting vaccinated as a patriotic duty. Then he says 600,000 legal aliens have, have broken into our country and invaded and none of them have been tested and we flew them around the country to different states and cities. So if the reason why we have a vaccine mandate to come in for international travel, right, which is what they just said, for international travel, because we don't want foreigners coming into this country with new variants that we don't know about, which is exactly what just happened with Omicron, then why the, I I almost said the word, I apologize, why the heck? Are we not testing the illegal immigrants coming across the border? Dr. Fauci, of course, says, well, it's you got to understand when people are flying into this country, it's a different set of rules, right? Because we're trying to get rid of certain other variants. But when illegal immigrants come across the border, that's totally fine. We look the other way. Now, the question is why? Why are they not testing the illegal immigrants? It's a simple answer. Resources time, money, and then you would have a humanitarian disaster. Where do you keep them for 10 days? Where do you hold them for 10 days? What happens if you get bigger outbreaks within the outbreaks and then breakthroughs within the breakthroughs? And then can you mandate a vaccine on someone who isn't your citizen? You understand? You see what I mean now? That's the only reason why they're not dealing with this because They realize and they understand they don't have what it takes. So you just let them keep coming in because you want them to be flooding this country because you know that one day they're hopefully going to vote for you. That's what Democrats believe. Do they care that 600,000 people are coming to this country and 20% plus may be infected with COVID and who knows what variants they're bringing in? No, they don't care. Why do they not care? Because they don't care about you. This is all about power and control. This is no longer about public health. In fact, I would argue it's, it's actually really never been about public health for these Democrats. They understood and they saw an opportunity. And the opportunity that they saw was an opportunity to grab ultimate power. These public health officials that are hardcore leftist liberals, they saw an opportunity to make themselves not only one famous, But they also found an opportunity, a major, major, major opportunity to double down and to make themselves more powerful than anyone else. 
They saw an opportunity to be elected by no one but have power over everyone. And that is exactly what they did. They had the ultimate power to decide what they believe is best for you and dictate it to your life. And not this was not about your public safety because if it was, they would have shut down the border. I hope every one of you will uh, not only write us a review on our podcast real quick, a five-star review to help us uh, reach more people. And if you want to help get out the word uh, that we're getting out right now, please, please hit the share button and share this podcast on social media. Write us a five-star review. Tell your family and friends about this podcast. And if you haven't hit that auto-download or subscribe button, please do that right now because then you'll get the show every day for free. I'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.